Honestly, I gotta tell you right now, you just remind me of fucking Seth Rogen. I can't even. I like, feel like Seth Rogen, and so, that's why I'm starting to hit the gym so that I don't get called out by guys like. But Lisa. you know what? You know what else? <laughs> don't don't fucking have that mustache either, because you totally look like Mall Cop. Paul Blart. Yeah. Are we ready? Two for one. Let's go. go. No. Hey, welcome to the second episode of the Where Are You At Buds podcast. We survived the first one. Here we are, number two. That was only because we're you know we have great sponsors like Backcountry Brewing because if. We didn't. I don't think I could have survived you. Well, I honestly, I had to crack a beer as soon as I got here because I can't take you either. Thank you, Backcountry, for for fueling, so have we, for fueling the podcast. Have we have we learned any lessons from the first episode or not? I, I don't no, know that we I don't, did, I don't but know there was some about that. there was some great lessons though. I think to be taken out of that one, uh, one namely, I probably should have lived in Whistler when I was You should 20s. have lived in Whistler. 100%. With yeah. Borelli. Or, or at least known Borelli then, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, this week we have on our podcast uh, none other than um, the number one pound-for-pound female fighter in all of Canada, Jamie Horth Wessels with us today. Okay, I have like many, many, I have many, many questions for you. Like, I mean, I I know who you are, you know, like born, you're born and raised Squamish girl, like your family's very well known in Squamish too, and you were fucking ripped. Like, you were in such good shape. So like, clearly you're not following me around eating pasta and drinking beer all day, right? These last couple of years, I started working with a nutritionist. Um, I've always just kind of like been a nerd myself. Like, I like to do a lot of research. I like to understand, like, for me, the whole process of everything that I I do like having a beginning and an end no matter what it is uh so like I have a lot of knowledge and I've done a lot of experience I've intermittent fasted I've I've carb cycled like I've done macros I've done a bunch of other shit but want to eat the most amount of food right. I can in a day so basically every day every week we add <laughs> oh, fuck I love That's food. my life dude I, I love, love it I, I love, love it, it. And it's not like I count calories. Like, I, I pretty much free eat. Like, yeah. I'm hungry, I'm eating that. Like, You're I know what my body up. needs, right? Like, I know what I need to eat before I train. And then it's like, you know, I have friends that I go out with all the time. Actually, Mike Burley, <laughs> three, four times a week we eat out. But, like, I make smart choices. Like, I can still live my life. And I'm not, like, under a microscope 24-7, so. We've talked about kind of what this what this podcast is all about is, is, is ordinary people telling extraordinary stories. And, I mean, you're just an ordinary small-town girl Grown up, born and raised, right here in Bracknell, right here, <laughs> right here in 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 Bracknell, in, in Squamish, British Columbia. The name, both Horth Wessels. I mean, both of them mm-hmm. resound for anybody who's lived here for any old Squamish, any old Squamish, hundred yeah. percent. Whether it's new or whether it's old, but I mean, a lot of the a lot of the new peeps will know you just from the stuff that you've been doing, right? And and possibly even your Instagram feed. And Evelyn kind of spoke to some of the stuff that you do on Instagram with respect to like your meal prepping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One of your funniest ones. And, you know, I don't have time to meal prep. Here's my meal prep. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like instant rice, some salad, some bag salad and, yeah, and whatever yeah. protein you got. Yeah. If you're not like, following her on Instagram, you have to because there's so many funny little things too, like you coming out of the gym the other day and you had you did the smell with oh the rock and ripped the shirt off did you see that because my my teammates <laughs> oh my my, I lift at Squamish Barbell right so I've got a really good group of guys and girls over there and one of the guys 
uh, was a worked for Lululemon, so he can't buy women's clothes, but he would get us fanny packs. So I have like a fanny pack collection, like it's my weakness. <laughs> you know, the leather tassel ones. I got all the fanny packs, I but my buddy Dan there has gotten us some stuff. So him and Tanya, one of my friends, decided it was a good idea to buy me the uh, running briefs, the blue briefs I was wearing in that video. Yeah, yeah. they're Lululemon. They're yeah. running briefs. Yep, they're the legit shorts. So I wore them through a whole powerlifting session and. Yeah. Out. Everyone said I looked like freaking the rock. So that was amazing. <laughs> so, like, I'm curious to to find out. I mean, you, we're getting into the background of who you are, where you're born, what you do, how you do it. When did it turn to to MMA? And I know because I've I've been there. I've been I've been along for pretty much the entire ride. But he's total fangirl for you. Know, but <laughs> Fryer, he's, biggest, he's your biggest fangirl, hundred percent. Fryer right? might might have been ringside on most every single one of those yeah. taking a photograph in those BFL fights. But like, when did that click? When was it just like that's my thing? That's my jam. Uh, well, I started training in 2013, so I started going in because I was still just finishing university. I was up at Quest. Uh, I was just out of that and I was still playing like competitive soccer in the city and I, I kind of felt like I wanted to do something, you know, else to like play along with that. I think cross training is huge for athletes, like definitely something I'll touch on. Like I just think that multi-sport athletes are always like, they're just the best. Totally. You know, the guys that play hockey, they golf, they figure skate, yep. they dance, whatever they do. But I started getting into it just for some fitness and just for something else to do. And then I like, I did a jujitsu tournament and I had success there. And then I did a kickboxing fight and I had success there and I did some tournaments. And then I just like kept, honestly, it's like this ladder standing right here. I fucking just kept winning. And I was like craving it. Right. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm winning. Like, let's see what else I can do. Let's keep pushing this right. door. And, and then, you know, I just kept going and I just, I, lo- I don't know. I fucking love it. I've never been in a fight outside of fighting, but there's something about being in that cage. Wait, so you've never, like, fought anyone in a bar or, like, kicked the shit out of, like, I don't know, like, Fryer or anything? Like No. Because, okay, here's what I'm wondering, because I love this. So, can you teach me how to kick the shit out of Fryer? Yeah. Yeah? We do okay, fry. amazing. Do okay, fries. like, wait, what do you think of my pipes, though? Like, they're tiny. I, but here's the thing, I'm a hockey goalie. Like, I'm yeah. tough, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I can't kick the shit out of you, but you have a flexibility. You can bring that leg up real Fuck. quick. Oh, you know I can. Little slapper behind the ear. <laughs> oh. right, right, Fryer? He's heard stories. He knows. But anyways, but what I want to know is, yeah. So if you can show me how to kick the shit out of Fryer, like, or even just like a couple moves, maybe yeah. later on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're used to having your knees pin behind your head, you'd be really good at jujitsu totally too. So. I totally am, Jamie. I'm I just am. saying, you'd be really oh good at jujitsu. It's a common position. Know? It's a very common position. How did you well, know? let's just say How she's, she know? she's she's used to being on her back. <laughs> oh, laugh it up, chuckles. Fuck you, Friar. Uh, listen, listen. We, so bringing you on here, Jamie. She says she can. You think Jamie can can teach me how to to beat you up? And I said, well, you know, it's probably a thing. She so can totally. I mean, she's teaching I need to a shut lot. Up, of like, and, and you are. You're teaching a lot of stuff, and it's not just to to, to kids and youth. And and um, for those of you listening at home, we have we have Casey, uh, Jamie's fiance, in uh, in the corner here. He's he's as he is literally as he is literally every single <laughs> time she fights. He's he's here too as yeah. well uh, with us tonight. But you guys are are running something um, much bigger than than yourselves, and 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 you guys are training our our youth in our community. And again, this speaks to the kind of the ordinary people, the extraordinary stories, and and kind of just speak a little bit about what what you guys are doing with the kids in our community, and what you guys are you know what that looks like. Uh, well, actually, tonight was our first night. Um, so we we connected this last year with the um, Squamish Nation, so the Totem Hall. 
Um, we started back just prior to COVID before we had all these restrictions. We had adults classes, then we have a teens class, and then we have a, a kids, a young youth kids program. So three nights a week, they're coming in on rotation. We had quite a few come through and, uh, and that's just one portion of it. They had this right to play grant. So it's like a sum of money um, that they have and they could put it in any field of choice. So they had their kids coming to our program. And once they received this grant, they realized how dedicated the kids were and how excited they were. Like they have basketball, they have other things that they run and the kids are a part of. But like, you know, it's everything's exciting for the first couple of weeks and then kids peter off. Right. They're well, like, ah, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. That's the thing here. They're not. I mean, they're, this out. is a testament to what you guys are doing. There are so many different sports competing for kids' attention and, and their participation. And if you go onto your guys' the, the page, and I'm going to sh- do our shameless plug here right now, the Sound MMA, you see a lot of these used. I mean, these, these classes are absolutely <laughs> packed, and I love it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, and because it's not just about defense or otherwise or MMA, which is something that I really enjoy. But it's about teaching these kids, obviously, life skills, number yep. one. But number two, you know, how to be assertive and disciplined, too, yeah. as well. So when you guys talk and you see that many kids turning up for your classes, what does that do for you? Like, that, like how do you guys feel about that? Honestly, when we started the gym, like, well, you know, Casey and had been starting the gym for a while. We were at the Squamish Martial Arts on Cleveland. Um, and then just timing, like, late night was too late for us to train. So we moved over and, like, we've shuffled around. And when the sound became home... Um, you know, Casey was still working a nine to five job. He was, he's been in the unions an excavator operator, right? So these guys were coming in after hours. We didn't have classes for kids during the day or anything. And the kids classes that we had, we had 10 to 10 to 12 kids. And that was our robust kids program. That's what the guys at the time that were a part of the gym wanted it to be. That was how, that's as big as it got, you know? And then, you know, things happen, COVID happened and work slowed down for Casey. He's like, look, I'm just going to give my, I'm going to throw all my eggs in this basket. I'm just going to, this is what I want to do. I want kids. I want the next kids coming up. I want kids to have another sense of community within the community. I want them to feel confident. I want to be a part of that. So we really started pushing that program and like, man, like we have 120 kids in our class. We went from 12 to 15 kids, max 30 registered at, you know, three years ago to this last two years that like Casey's been doing it with his business partner, Jamie on the side to 120 kids. It's been nuts. Nonstop. Every week kids. And we're not talking right now. We're talking kids. Yeah. That's just, we're talking kids. We're talking youth. We're talking, we're bringing these kids through. We're, we're giving them an outlet. We're doing something to to allow these kids and provide them a different a different outlet for whatever it is they do. What we haven't talked about yet is is the amount of actual professional athletes that the sound continues to pump out. Like whether it's Cole Smith, whether it's yourself, whether it's um, Edrup's fighting next weekend. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we can, we can keep going Gwyn, down the Gwynberry, list. Yeah. You know, we have here locally. You know, and I don't know whether you want to pass the, the mic to Casey or Casey doesn't want to talk whatsoever. Or he doesn't want to talk to it whatsoever. But, you know, because he's a humble guy. But, I mean, the, the sound continues to pump out these top-level, top-notch athletes that keep getting their shots. I, I can only imagine that from a competitive level, from a competitive standpoint, it only drives you. And understanding who you are and how you are and the competitive drive that you have. That not only are you driving, are they driving you, but you're driving them. So as a team, you can see that it's just continuing to get better and better and better. Oh, yeah. It's an individual sport, but it's so much more than that. Like, it's a team, you know, Casey, who's been doing this for 10 years, not even. 
has guys going into the UFC. I'm going to be next to the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, for such a small community, like, everybody just kind of rises up and, like, supports that, you know? Like, his brother Cole, like, he's running a great program here for us. We go down to the city three times a week. Cole's teaching down there. Like, guys come up from the city. Like, it's a community within itself. It's just, it's relentless. Like, you know, these guys give up so much time and everything for these guys. Money, time away from their families, time away from work, like... He's probably lost so much money, you know, for his brother. And, and it's selflessness, right? Like, at the end of the day, he's like, I'm putting my brother first because I want him to succeed. This is my... You giving back to me is making it. That's all I care about. And quite honestly, he really has. Yeah. And, and this kind of goes to my next point here because when you're talking, you're like, you know, I'm the next in the UFC. And, and I love it. I mean, that's you. 100%. I mean, quintessential. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell a story here. Jamie also plays slow pitch. I mean, shocker. Right. I mean, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie plays something other than soccer, other than, um, you know, MMA, other than, I mean, I mean, she does everything, but, uh, we're at a slow pitch tournament. I mean, this is just, this is just us relaxing. This is us getting together as friends, going out and playing some baseball in the middle of Kamloops. I did a little ballpark, uh, at Hefley Creek and they have camping. I mean, you, you drive into this place and I tell you, ladies and gents, it's like transforming back to the 1980s where you drive into this ballpark, you come down to, into this into this kind of this gem of a ballpark and there's camping all around. And uh, really, I mean, you just, you drink your beer, you drop your beer and kids pick it up in the morning before you even wake it up and they take it up to the, the concession stand and they get, you know, five second gummies for those cans. I mean, that's what it was like growing up here in this small town around the baseball park. You know, you can catch a foul ball that came out of the field or you get a home run and you get 25, 50 cents. I mean, you spent that right at the, at the concession stand right away. Okay. Um, here we are, we're up late. We're having a good time. There's probably a few keg stands that were involved. Uh, we're upside down on that thing, probably just a few. More, just than, a few. more than a few times. Maybe there's a few, you know, pink skirts that were happening too as well. But we're sitting there in our tents, sleeping at six thirty, and get awoken by the sound of. And I peel back the tent zipper, poke my head outside to see Jamie and Casey in the middle of a, a field, like a barren field, smacking pads at like six in the morning, like going <laughs> off. And I'm not talking like, we are not talking little light taps. We are talking hard off, like rights and lefts, uppercuts, kicks. That's probably the same kick that probably prevented every single Canadian woman in the country that did not want to even even touch you at this yeah. point in time. But at the end of the day, this is six so this is this is Jamie's off time. Like this is this is her off time. This is I'm not on, I'm out, I'm just playing, I'm out with friends and we're just having a good time. This is six AM hitting the pads, getting at it, continuing to put in work. And that's what I've always admired about you, Jamie, is the amount of work that you continually put in day in, day out. And what I'd like to do is like, just speak a little bit to what that's like. Like, what is it like to, to continually every day, day in, day out, um, understanding that you had a shot at the UFC and the contender series of Dana White, the disappointment with the whole COVID issue and not being able to get there. Um, because of the closed borders 
and and how that how that felt number one but number two you know what that did to your resolve to continue you know the amount of training that you continue to do today i mean honestly um finding out like what was it two and a half weeks three weeks before not even before i was supposed to fly out for that fight in october did they tell us that they were pushing it to november just because they went back to abu dhabi for five weeks so they postponed the last couple events um of the contender series which is a 10-week thing uh they so they moved nine and ten which i was in number 10 uh episode uh, five weeks. So I, I was already on another five week extension of my training camp, which was already had been going on since pretty much the end of May, because we thought that's when it was going to happen. Um, and then it got bumped to October. So here I am another five weeks added onto this seven month freaking training camp and two and a half weeks before I'm supposed to fly out. I have my itinerary had already gone down. I've done MRIs. I've done pregnancy tests. I've done all the shit. Do they say, well, you know, you're unfortunately the UFC attorneys, there's nothing else we can do. Like, this is it. You're done. You're not going to, you're not getting the visa. Like you're not going. So here I am, you know, like watching the girl that I'm supposed to be fighting against with a new opponent that night. And I'm sitting there like shaking my head because first of all, this girl, bless her heart. She fucking sucked. And I'm sorry, I'm not that type of person, but I deserve that. Yeah, you know you're I deserve that, and, like, I don't ever say shit like that, but, like, it really sucked because I was like, that's my opportunity right there. 100%. The stupid old saying, everything happens for a reason. Like, things happen, right? So whatever that reason is, like, I've yet to find that reason. I know that I had that shot, and it was right there. So for me to, like, not continuously be motivated to continuously drive for that goal and just be like, oh, I think I'm done, or like just take a back seat. Then I'm gonna live the rest of my life being like, what if? Yeah. So, so what, I could... what's what's the road up to that way though? Because you started fighting. You said a few years ago you discovered fighting, and you you love the competitiveness. You love hitting other people. I gather because you know, otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. If you didn't like hitting other people. <laughs> but what's the road towards the UFC? I mean, I think you know when when we talk about sports, especially in Canada, we understand in, in, in hockey we have our minors, and then we have our systems, and then you sort of make your way up to the NHL, and there's that gradual level. How does it work for MMA? Same sort of thing, like, you know, the local tournaments and stuff. That's kind of like playing on your rep teams. You travel, like, all that stuff. And then uh, the best way for me to describe it for people that are not really familiar with the fights, like, scene, it's like all the leagues that I've been fighting for, like Battlefield and TKO in Montreal and all these other leagues, they're kind of like the CFL. Um, and then the UFC is like the NFL. So we, we're all basically fighting in, in feeder spots that are all feeding to that next promotion. There's one FC, Bellator, UFC, like those are the top dogs. Now, is there one league better than the other? Like if you know, like you were fighting in BFL, so it's like, all right, so now next step is UFC or is there? Uh, the battlefield, like that's where Cole came from. Arjun Buller came from. Jeremy Kennedy came from. There's about seven, six or seven guys that have come from the uh, battlefield, which is Vancouver local promotion um, and have been in the FC uh, and they've moved on to Bellator and other promotions one FC which is super huge in Asia and yeah. have you ever thought of that by going overseas to- well we reached out to one FC and and there was some interest there but I'm a little bit too big just for their promotion they have a lot of smaller girls 105 115 unfortunately I'm a 125 er and and the way they do weight classes is a little different than the UFC so technically I don't weigh 125 when I fight even though I'm in the 125 category I have to be like 130 or something like walking around all the time which is semi doable but I mean I'm I'm a pretty tall 125 I'm big for that the whole water cutting thing is like really crazy from what I understand it's not the best part that's the hardest part of the fight man is the weight cutting for sure so Bellator is also not something Uh, I've never I've I've been out of it for a bit like Bellator I never see them really promote the women fighters is that something that they're they're working on or is it something that uh, is a goal to achieve or 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, my best description between Bellator and UFC is that, like, a lot of people go to Bellator because of the sponsorships. The UFC, um, the pay is different. Like, it's a little different when you have, like, they were with Reebok, now they're with Venom. So, like, that's what you wear. That's how they get you, you know what I mean? That's how they they put you under there. But um, Bellator, like, there's no, like, sponsorship sort of issues. So, like, a lot of fighters go there because they can rep all their sponsors. They get more money, like... At the end of the day, it's a paycheck thing. Um, with Bellator, there's just definitely like not as many females. The UFC is just like where everybody always wants to go, right? Yeah, so well, it's I mean, kind of it's the biggest biggest dog in the fight. Right? Yeah. So obviously you want to hit the UFC. I'm just saying like, yeah, you didn't get your chance, but I mean you must have other fights lining up in, in other arenas. I mean there's there's such things as sports agents, I guess, to sort of. And I have agents. I'm with Iridium. Yeah. I've got a really great agency. They've gotten one of my female teammates from the city, Loopy. She got in with Iridium. Tristan Connolly got in with Iridium. Cole's in with Iridium. Um, Jamie Rogers, a bunch of other guys that are like you know like myself up and coming and close to. Uh, all with the same agency um, and, and the issue for me is that since November or since February 2020 when I had my last fight May 2020 I was supposed to fight for contenders and it got boot bumped to October November and then since November since I to- was told I wasn't going to get that visa to fight for the UFC there's other promotions in the states that I can fight for that we have been in contact with and my agents reached out with and I've had six no's I've had girls that are 24 or 9 that have said no to me I've had girls up at 135. I was going to go up in weight classes, say no to me. I've had six no's. See, that, that to me doesn't make wow. sense to me. How can people just say, no, I don't want to fight Crazy. you? Crazy. I mean, you Because figure- when you get to when you, it's so silly. Like, when you get to this point, when you get to, when you get to this sort of level, you know, you go look at a, some of the girls' records and no slap on anybody, but they fought tomato cans, some of them. They're fighting girls that are, like, two and seven. You know what I mean? So, like, they're not fighting reputable fighters. Like, everybody wants to protect their record. you see a yeah. lady not even roundhouse kick someone, just a hard left kick to the midsection and a fight. Those but girls this, are going to be is, scared. This is where I'm, I still can't get over the fact that people can just say, I don't want to fight this I person. Know. That just bothers me. You'd right? figure, you'd figure the, the, the people who are organizing team. fights would get the best fighters in the ring for the best problem. Well, that's what you'd think, right? Yeah, like how can so, they just say no? Typically what happens, uh, there's other girls out there that are protecting their record, that are in sort of the, close to the same position as Jamie. Jamie is a really high risk. So to fight Jamie, you look at her record, it's all finishes. She hasn't lost a fight. She's won seven in a row. They don't want to take that fight because then they get sent back, you know, probably two years. And then, you know, just to touch on what you were asking about, uh, you know, how do you, you get to these promotions? Typically what has to happen is they have to open up the arenas again. The UFC has to come to Canada. The UFC will come to Canada. They'll put a card on. They'll put females on the card. Somebody will get hurt. Who's the person? Jamie. Call her in and she'll fight. I mean, that's what happened with Tristan. He took the fight on six days. Five my, days notice. Five days. My, my, my brother got his fight in two weeks. You know, Brian Kelleher. He, yeah, he got hurt. So Cole, Cole stepped in, fought Mitch Gagnon. Um, so that's typically what happens. So That's why you're always ready. Yeah. You're training and you're always ready. Yeah. Right. So like how badass are these chicks that are like saying no to you? Like how can you really sit, claim that you're a badass bitch fighter if you're saying no to anybody? 
defend yeah. my title. Let's go. I would go. just think promoters right? would like, put you in the ring. Period. And it's and it's not and it is promoters will definitely try and set up good fights, right? Like at the end of the day, it's business, right? Where it's the entertainment business. Like they want the best freak shows to happen. So again, like agencies, which most of us at this part of our careers have, mm-hmm. you know, agents are looking out for their fighters. Like Casey said, a lot of girls protect their records. Like me fighting another girl that's four and zero or another girl that's five and zero. One of us gets a loss, like that might send you back a couple years. You might need to win two more fights to get that back, right? So it starts to get tricky where people tr- pick their fights. It's a little bit picky and choosy. And, and uh, quickly, sorry, now that I'm in here a little bit. And, 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 you know, just think about it for one second. Does another promotion want to put on a big event, probably a main event, co-main event, have Jamie come to Calgary and spoil the party, the fan favorite? All the people in Edmonton are going to go see the other girl. They don't want Jamie to win. So Jamie comes in, wins, then they've got a flyer back in again, and nobody in Edmonton wants to really see her. They they get like back in the day when Chuck Liddell used to get hit in the head and fell over. You're like, yes, what the? Absolutely, yes. But you know that's not the way the way it works. It's a money thing for them, I think. You know they can hide, like Jamie said, behind their agents. Yeah, behind their agents. Yeah, I can clearly see. Not only the frustration for our listeners that are listening to us in your in your face, uh, but also the the emotion when you start talking about you know that missed opportunity yeah. uh, and the UFC. We are talking about people who have worked as hard as Jamie to create a record, and and you've not always been untouchable. It's not like hey, this and I just walk in and I get it done. You and I both know that that's not true. I think it's true. I've been dropped. Hey, I've been dropped. I've been dropped. I got dropped. In Jamie's first professional fight, at uh, and I will say, I mean, I've always been a fan of the uh, the Hard Rock Casino, and that and (laughs) that and that atmosphere has always been really, really good. BFL, if you're listening, please take it out of the Vancouver Convention Center, work it out, and get back to the Hard Rock Casino because that is just such a better venue. But in your first professional fight, you were actually taken down. You you were in some trouble and then came back to actually win Yeah, that. she was a, a Team Canada or an alternate for the Team Canada wrestling team. So we knew we were a little bit in tight for that one. That was my first pro fight. Coraline Dixon from, uh, from Calgary, Edmonton. Yeah, that was a tough one. I got taken down. I got dropped in my third fight. Yeah, that girl's super legit. That's another thing too is they look at her they they you know they go up and they look at her record and they look at the people that she's beaten. She's beaten people that are in the UFC. She's beaten yeah. people that are after she's beaten them, they've gone on to win five, six fights in a row. You know? So she's fought legit people, whereas a lot of the other women, I'm gonna say almost all of them, have fought My striking coach called them tomato cans. Yeah, cans. You know, tomato cans. He just yeah. he does absolutely rips so, on people. Yeah, and it's, but it's but it's. Uh, I just wanted like I'm just prefacing because it's not as easy as it looks. Like, it's not like hey, I just walk in there and I do what I do. No, but if you ever like, I mean, you play hockey, you've played sports, you've played sports your whole life too. Like every dog has his day. 100%. You can't. You're not. Everybody's always on top. Not you know what I mean. On. And like I, yeah. you know, like you were saying, like I'm sure. always trying to be ready. In this last little while, I haven't had a schedule fight, so it's been like, hey, you're on a wait list. Like you might get the call. You might get right. a f- five days notice. You might get two weeks. So it's like you don't get to have that peak. You don't get to come down. And it's not like okay, I got to be ready for two in two weeks. Yeah, like for playoffs. So you're like you know when you're gonna be. Like, yeah, you're playing and whatever. You, you, you train yeah. to peak, right? So yeah. we don't have that opportunity in the yeah. fight game a lot of times, right? Like these guys getting in on five days, like it's hard to That's stay. Crazy. Like it's hard to stay. Yeah, I do want to drink 
that backcountry beer right here. This freaking right? and hey, this is like this is your beer. This is what they sent for yeah. you. Yeah, strike this. first, strike hard, no mercy. Like yeah. that's my beer that's right there. I'd love beer, to kill yeah. that and crush a little pizza over here, but <laughs> we're you know we're drinking it in honor of you tonight. <laughs> the good guys over at Backcountry sent this over for you today. No, it's delicious. Yeah, the yeah. team at Backcountry is just like you, Jamie. They are killing it. Yeah, first but you know what else no they mercy. did send you too? Ooh. So not only okay, yes. So backcountry hat for sure, but oh man, we know that you cook. I whatever, but, it's hot sauce. That's my thing. Okay, so look, <laughs> this, is the, this is the backcountry um, hot sauce that's beer infused. Ooh, so fancy. Yeah, I love hot sauce. I make right? food. I put hot sauce. I put that shit on everything. I put that shit on everything. It's so good. I think we might need to crack it and taste it. <laughs> Hashtag free food. Yeah. Hashtag free, free food. Is he still in your phone is free food. Is yeah, you want to see it? Uh, yes, I do want to see it. When you do the hot sauce, is that for the burn or for the flavor? Both. Yeah. I like yeah. spice. Yeah. Okay, so her fiance is literally in her phone as Casey. Free food, Smith. <laughs> Love it. Oh Been like my that God. since the day one. That is fucking amazing. You're the athlete of all athletes, right? Try that. And so anyways, I own a hockey academy and yep. Have you ever, have you played hockey ever? I played hockey when I was like six, seven. And yeah. I'll tell you one thing. My dad put me on ice with my skate guards on. And that was probably the best memory I ever had. I trying it. to skate across <laughs> oh the ice God. with my skate guards on. You probably on. did it. You're like fucking, I, like, do you want to come out and like play? And you should come out and do that it. I rollerbladed around in the parking lot at Source for Sports there. And Mike Burley told me, don't ever do that again. So. <laughs> but I'm definitely down to come check it will out. you? Okay. Yeah, sure. Good. Yes, we will get that on some vid. I bet you she's yep. going to be like doing circles around me. <laughs> no. Just like deking me out. Yeah. Slap shots. Five holes. Hockey yeah. fights are good. <gasps> I love yes. a good hockey fight. So we talked about some of the things that you do. So, I mean, beyond soccer, beyond MMA, beyond everything that you do athletically, how many times now have you competed in logger sports here in Squamish <laughs> right. too as well? Like, this this is, is my eighth year. Eighth this year, year. It's my eighth year. So how did you how did you end up faring this year? I won my eighth race at the Choker Race. I don't train, man, for that. Oh I, I just show up. It's just a one-time year. I race across that log one time. Get it done. I love it. it. Jamie, I saw your video. Let's go. So <laughs> fucking badass. I don't train. I just show up and I just fucking kill it. I love it's it. like last, when I first started doing it, because I was so new to it in 2013, um, Marie Grinley got me into it and uh, our hashtag was just winging it. Like, how do you train to run across a log yeah. in the water? Like, it's not like, yeah. it's not, there's no mechanicals to it. You just look at the crowd and something's not moving and you run straight and you run fucking fast. That's it. Right. <laughs> and try not go in the water. And don't go in the water. I mean, everyone wants to see you get wet, but you know, yeah. the ultimate goal is to not. Yeah. Is to stay water. dry. Stay dry. Right. So eight years. Have you won every single year? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> fucking, of course you have. Why wouldn't she have won? <laughs> This, just, she wins everything. Absolute beast. <laughs> right? This, hey, have like you won? You, I mean, yeah. Casey was... Yeah, every time. <laughs> they That's made a video of me from the beer gardens, but they couldn't post it because he was saying I'm a man... What did you say about me? I'm a man amongst boys. That's what my husband says mm-hmm. about me. A man amongst Fucking boys. Fucking right. And why not? <laughs> okay. On that note, I watched something on your Instagram where you guys were fight, or you were just. Oh, and I kicked him in the head. You, no, you kicked him in the oh, stomach. Yeah. Oh, that one. And you, right, and you like you had to take a few moments. And your, I think your caption. I don't even remember your caption one, but it was fucking hilarious. Like you just roundhoused him, and he right. we have rules in our house and I'll I'll establish them right now it's talk shit get hit so oh my god that's the rules in our house holy shit can you teach me a few more things later so of course so you you know that I'm a massive fan Jamie I've always had fangirl big time I have not missed a fight um 
can you open up the fridge and just see if there's a, a beer in there? It says, I know you touched my drum set. No, I drank it. You want me to get out? Yeah. You want some pickles? Like just, I just need no pickles. Anything cold and frothy from backcountry in there. I don't give a okay, shit. You want that is. bad boy? Sure. Yeah, give him the good. IPA. Yeah, what do the five figures say to the face? That's almost a good one, too, no, it is. It's a good one for Jamie. Tell me about, about Step Brothers. I, it's my favorite movie. I don't even care what you say. I have two shirts. <laughs> I, I have a canvas photo of... Mike Brelly's dog and my dog on my wall in the Step Brothers um, motif. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my Poster. gosh. Yeah. Did we just become first friends? <laughs> you want to go in the garage? Do some karate? Check out my night vision goggles. It's literally the best movie. Uh, oh my mom. My, my mom. My mom's. Um, like my mom. She'll quote it. She'll be like, "I'm gonna fill a pillowcase full of bars of soap and beat the shit out of you." And then everybody okay. wonders why I am the way I am. Like. You're judging me? Yeah. Why? You don't like Step Brothers? It's not my favorite. Listen, I tell you right now, I'll watch that movie. Careful. I watch that movie every... He hates that fucking movie. She's going to fucking kill you. I watch that movie. I'll watch it every day. No problem. I love it. It's so good. Like, they're throwing bicycles at one another. To teach a rear naked choke right now. Okay. So, I'm going to fight you. She's going to teach me. What can I do? I'm going to fight you. She's going to teach me. I'm going to fight you, but she's going to teach me at the same time. So you're not expected to punch back, essentially. You just stand there and take it. Oh, you should. You're used to it, but still. Well, yeah. Sounds almost like, like a Lisa Simpson, Bart Simpson thing. I'm going to wave my arms like this, and you're just going to run at me. Hey, if you like, walk no. in, hey, if you walk into me, it's your own fault. <laughs> I'm just throwing windmills over here. I'm telling you. Right? I've got four older brothers. I've got four older brothers. And that is... Why I got into fighting? No, I've got. So, I've got so a big listen, family. like expand upon that because like you do have, like <laughs> your family is massive. We had a suburban, a nine seat suburban. We all had our own designated seats. We couldn't bring anybody anywhere because there was no fucking seats. Nobody's coming. There was no room. Okay, who called shotgun? That's well, I sat. My mom and dad really sat why in the you front. Got into MMA because we, you, we, you, did, you couldn't call shotgun. Couldn't enough? call shotgun. I just sit in the middle of the first row because I got car sick. So. Like I get the I have the worst like I get the worst motion sickness. I don't go on rides. My mom refused to take me to the carnival. I'm not buying you any more fucking donuts till the end of the freaking night. You just throw them up anyways. You're such a waste of money. So I wasn't allowed to eat at the carnival until the end. That's like so you, me- you shouldn't eat before playing hockey. He ends up fucking throwing it up all over the bench. He, he should stop eating. Period. Oh my god. He should actually well, stop eating. Be easy on me. Okay. Be easy on me. You ever seen take hot wings coming up on the bench? Oh man. Hot wings. So, so you go to Vancouver a shit ton to train. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you don't get to eat before you make your way down the highway. I eat you're, good. You're like, let's, you're gonna, you get to sympathize with every single person who drives down that thing on a daily. I, right? I have a, a stocked lunch kit to drive that highway because you never know when you get stopped. And I'll tell you, if I don't Smart. eat, I am, I'm a bag. Okay. I hey, like food. Hey. I do, yeah. honestly. I like, I, I, I don't drink a lot. Like I do, like we, like I said earlier, actually, we go to the back country, we ride the Harleys and uh, we'll go there for a couple of drinks and beers and, or pizzas. And, uh, so definitely like there's a few locations in yeah. town that I'll, that'll go have like a, a nice beer. Like I like the hazy days and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, I, I prefer to eat my calories. So yeah. I, I put the drinks aside, but yeah. I like food. And literally, I just, I won't even talk about it because, I mean, it's legal now, but I don't smoke. But every once in a while, if I have a gummy or a puff, like, yeah, I, hit, up, I hit up to Martin's, I'll get four donuts. <laughs> I cannot smoke or eat or ingest any sort of pot 
because I literally will eat the entire house and I'm not even shitting you. I'll eat the cardboard box. And like, my, I got another box. box cheese. So hungry that you eat the, the corn out of fat bastard shit. So literally hungry, starving. Wow. I got Costco boxes of cereal at home. I, I love cereal. It's my weakness, but. Yeah. Let's go. We didn't get to touch on the amount of people it takes, the village it takes to make you the fighter that you are today. Um, Including Steve Fryer, fan girl. <laughs> Some of these badass <laughs> ladies, and I see you you giving them kudos on Instagram. Some of these badass guys, some of your trainers, some of your fighters, some of you, you know, your coaches and otherwise, give some love to these people. Like, what is it like, not only for them, because, I mean, we've seen Casey on Instagram take a kick to the ribs and then have to cry about it for like an hour. Um, <laughs> he, calls for a, he calls for a body, sh- uh, a head kick, and then he holds for a body kick, and then he eats one in the face, and it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, the, what the reaction? fuck, man? It's on camera. Yeah, like, on you can't camera. lie. We had that in slow it, We have it. But, uh, like I, said, I love your reaction, too. You just go to the camera, so, and you're like, yeah, that's so what you We talked fuck. about kind of where your head was at with respect to kind of these ladies and Canada who just don't be so fucking chicken shit fight this girl if you're a fighter figure your fucking shit out chicken shit I swore chicken shit I think promoters should get their acts together and put on the best fighters in the ring mom I swore promoters figure your fucking shit out but you have some badass ladies you have some badass men who are willing to take your shots on a day to day basis like here we are we're talking about these girls won't come me they won't fight me because at the end of the day, they're worried about protecting their records and yada, yada, yada. But then you have these ladies who on a daily who are, who are sparring with you, yep. who are getting into the mats, who are, are getting on the ground, who are and these gentlemen who are who are getting at it with you every single bloody day of the week. And just average guys, too, like not even fighter guys. Like we've got like, you know, men, I'm, I'm sparring with men. And I'm sparring with guys that are like ex-military, ex-SSA, like paratroopers, like just guys, like a, a man walking down the street where you'd be like, wow, oh, that, that guy would take that chick any day. But like, I have to give props to the guys and the girls that aren't fighters that just come in and, and, are, and are bodies for us. You know what I mean? Like, rest in peace, but it is what it is, right? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, but it's all uh, for the like greater that. good, right? And yeah, we yeah. And, and like, okay. it all comes back. Like we have, we have such a great community. Like, Squamish is amazing. Like, you've been there since day one. You know what I mean? Like, these are the types of people and these sort of podcasts and 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 you know having me on here i really appreciate it like this is kind of the field of my fire i'm born and raised in this town like we've we've got talent like squamish has got a lot of talent i train with a 18 year old girl that just went to the bmx worlds like unreal man like the, the support that this town has i think that i wouldn't be where i am if i didn't have this town I, if i didn't live in squamish and i wasn't a part of this community i wouldn't be where i'm at it's just that's just the way it is well listen thank you very much for joining us tonight yeah and uh May the horse be with you. (laughs) By the way, I fucking love your Squamish versus everyone shirts. That's my sweater. Like, I love it because that's how I've always felt anyways. It's always Squamish versus everyone, right? I want one of those shirts. I have have some. Yeah, I got some. I got some. I'll I'll box. Not for you. I need one. Fuck that. So how do you get the kids involved then? I say I have a nine to seven year old and I want to send them to you. What happens? You send me an email. Uh, A a lovely lady named Sherry will... Receive your email and she will throw your kids into the age group yeah, programs and they come in also. and smash come in and smash pads. Like, you know, like just a quick little touch on it before we end here, but kids come in there all the time, like we were saying, you know, that that have um sorry, learning disabilities and whatever it is. Today they, they sit down at the bottom and they um they get shy and stuff like that and and it's just really cool to see the transition for the kids. Like even my niece, I had a girl in today that um was part of my First Nations program uh class that we did today and 
and she was out front. She was just like a little nervous. Like she was in and then she was out. And then I came out. I was like, why don't you be my partner? Why don't you come and help me coach? And she followed me around the entire hour class. She had a blast. She wants to come back. She loved it. And I, and I, for me, that's a win. Like I love that connection. Like I'm so interested. I'm so invested in that. And, and Casey as well too. Um, but it's really cool to watch the kids that are really struggling and they're like, my parents, you know, the parents call and the kids are not doing good. They're not doing good in school. They have no social skills. They're struggling. They have no confidence. And, and just to watch them within like the first two days and they're like, I don't even know if my kid's going to like it. They're like, where's my gloves? I'm going. So it's, it's a really cool, rewarding experience. Like, you know, it's not about the money. It's about watching these kids grow and, and gain confidence at the end of the day. So it's really cool. The program is rated TV MA NSFW OMFG GAF TTV BYGAS. It is unsafe for epileptics. It kills lab rats. And oh my God, this shit is going to give you nightmares for real.